welcome everybody to another episode of the Give and Go Show, hosted by your three favorite people, Griffin Queen, Matt Ferentinos, Matt Modai, here to talk to you about the NBA as well as some nerd talk. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast, share with your friends so we can help grow, and then of course, give us that five-star rating as well. Hope you enjoy. It is Wednesday, March 29th, and the Give and Go Show is back in your life. Uh, we are a full team again. Matt Ferentinos <laughs> has rejoined us. He had a very busy week last week getting ready for a golf trip and then secret golf trip to go on this this golf <laughs> trip. Uh, but we are back. We're talking NBA basketball. We're talking anime. I'm sure we'll talk some other stupid bullshit that nobody cares about. Uh, <laughs> I am in a new apartment, so... You know, it's kind of messy, so I'm going to be doing a stand-up view so you can't see anything on the floor, although Julia <laughs> just did a really, really good 15-minute uh, clean of this office so that it would look good on the video, even though I told her nobody watches this show. So, you know, <laughs> comment on her. Comment to your favorite hat in the background. Shout yeah. out to the middle. Which of, which of her cowboy hats do you love the most behind my What's head? What's the difference between the two outside ones? <laughs> yeah. Let the fans Let's find decide. Out. Let's, let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> They look the exact same on video and from they're, afar. They're slightly <laughs> different. So this one, one of them has like a, a leather band, uh, like okay. a little like corded leather band. And the other one looks to have like a fabric band. Let me see if you can see that. Yeah. And one that one looks a little bit, one looks black, one looks brown. This one is also darker. The one on my right hand is darker. Yeah. Okay. They both right. could be Indiana Jones cosplay hats. So they, could, they could be. They should be. Um, back up here. <laughs> while we're while we're talking nerdy before we get into NBA, uh, Fantinos, how how has uh, Hogwarts gone for you? Oh, amazing! I mean, I have. He's a squib. He's not allowed in. I haven't finished it to be honest. Um, I've also been helping Carly get through it, so I've been kind of like <laughs> replaying some of it with her as well. Um, <clears throat> but I love it every time I play. I'm just not there yet in the main storyline, but I do need to get back to it and just start grinding um don't stop referring to it stop referring to things that you enjoy doing is grinding that's not what grinding is i guess like spending hours upon end on a certain activity right but you nothing in your life would be more enjoyable for you than actually being in hogwarts so like it's not grinding for you it's like it's like a borderline religious experience i still kind of i still i'm okay with it being called grinding because you are like i mean it's, a, it's hard work. You sit there on hours. You got to level up your character. You got to kill some evil goblins. <laughs> you got to go to the room of requirement. You got to collect coins. You got to do jobs to make money. It's like life. Nobody's night, nobody's you know? removing any bones from your arms because of a bad Quidditch accident. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If hard work is the term that I want to use here. But you oh, know man. what you will call it nuclear if you want. Yeah. Well, I mean, speaking of. <laughs> Just on the nerdy talk, Hogwarts, another IP, because I saw something about like Disney trying to acquire Harry Potter or a meme about that. And oh, really? Star no Wars. No chance they can afford it. So Carly had never seen Star Wars. So we just watched A New Hope and um, The Empire Strikes Back. I've been current on Mandalorian. Mandalorian has been nuts lately. Like I've really enjoyed the episodes. Um, but it's fun watching the old like 70s Star Wars. I didn't realize they did so much to the like digitally remastered new hope some of the things i like some of the things i'm just like it's like forced in it like it, it kind of ages I hate it's unnecessarily aged like it, yeah, it just the, looks yeah the special editions from the 90s like where <laughs> han solo steps on jabba the hutt's tail 
And Hans, uh, Hans shot first. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. Why they change in history. Which <laughs> fundamentally changes Hans' character, which is like yeah. something that like we George Lucas was like, well, I don't want Han to be a murderer. And it's like, no. Like, first off, and it was such a bad edit. It was he, like he did this to prevent himself like... from dying. Second off, Han being a murderer is like a very important part of his character. He's, he's not a good dude. He's a scumbag. Like every he's line literally of his is a just scoundrel. Like, like he's hitting he's on a Leia, and then when Leia doesn't reciprocate to Luke, he's like, "What a bitch!" Like, that's you like their Han's, dialogue. You know what Han's job is as a smuggler? Smuggling like cocaine, drugs. right? Yeah, he runs spice. They're literally addictive psychedelics that he's running across the galaxy that lead to drug addiction. But he's, he's supposed trying to make a, a living. Guy. Like, come on. The Rebel Alliance is made up of bad people. That's yeah. okay. Because the Galactic Empire is worse. Yeah, Darth Vader, child killer. So. Uh, yeah, cor- Grand Moff Tarkin, planet killer. Yeah. According, or as of Feb- early February 2023, Disney in talks to acquire Harry Potter. Wow. That's going to cost them so. That honestly, I think is going to cost them way more than Star Wars did. Maybe the because because George Lucas. Yeah, he gave it to them basically at a discount because he didn't he didn't want to deal with it anymore. And then he gave ninety eight percent of the money or ninety nine percent of the money to charity. Like he immediately didn't keep the money. Yeah, but I mean, poor guy had to just suffer for only selling it for four billion dollars. Yeah, I mean, but like in terms of the value of the oh, he could have gotten it for like way more than four billion. He just wanted it out of his hands. Do you think well, Disney wants to cash in on that sweet, sweet theme park like potential? Like I'm trying to think like yeah, because I mean Universal, Universal yeah. makes all their money from the Harry Potter. But show. I want because the whole thing is the reason that J.K. went to Warner Brothers is because they still gave her control of the IP, and Disney like notoriously wants a hundred percent of control of the IP. So if I'm her and I've had the past five years, that she's had, <laughs> I'm giving it up. I'm Funny. giving it up. I don't yeah. want that IP anymore. I don't want to be in the public eye anymore. You go yeah. do whatever you want to do right under whatever pen name you want to write you under. You hate as many trans transgender people as you want. Hey, this yeah, is going to get and, taken and off YouTube in the UK if we're uh, hating on JK Rowling. Fine. I don't think they're watching <laughs> things about the NBA anyway. Do they even have any? Do they have games in London? Just the NFL does, right? Uh, I don't think we I mean, have NBA games in London. No, they do. Martin Luther King Day. I'm pretty sure they have games in London. Interesting time to do a game. <laughs> in I'm almost positive. Hey, 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 black men in America. You know how influ- influential this day is in your lives? We're sending you to Europe today. <laughs> yeah, there's games in London and Paris this year. Oh. Okay, I guess the Paris one also, I remember. I know there's Mexico City that they do every so often and then there's they do they do the preseason games usually the war honestly it's always the warriors and the wizards in in, tokyo yeah in china Um, or yeah yeah which is in japan (laughs) no i know i was i thought also they also do the they do the press stores in china i think i think the rockets often do things in china because the yao ming connection yeah ming yeah yeah Um, daryl mori almost got Started yeah. World War Three. Yeah, yeah, that would have been that was a fun time in NBA history. Yeah, that was James crazy. Harden also speaks like a bunch of Mandarin. Like, there's a lot of videos of him speaking. Really? Mandarin. Does he? Yeah, because he has like they just have a bunch of videos. Like, I'm pretty sure I saw a James like an apology or some sort of statement from James Harden to like the Chinese people after Daryl Morey made those comments. I think and like I think uh, I think John Cena Mandarin. also speaks Mandarin, and everyone's like, oh, he's looking out for yeah. his money. It's like. Yeah, dude. I mean, I don't make that much money, but I look out for my money too. Yeah, like, well, I thought that's like a what? Like a, what take is that? Yeah, that's yeah. like a oh, oh, yo, no, you're only going to make tens of millions of dollars this year. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I just love the South Park episode of them going to China makes perfect sense. Like Randy's idea to sell weed in China. I don't know I if I've seen, seen that one. It. Is this this is, like, is post Tegrity Farms? So this is this is uh post Tegrity Farms, still like Tegrity Farms and Randy. I haven't like, seen that many of the Tegrity Farms episodes. Jose, he's like, here's a billion idea. Like I gotta uh, tap into the billions of the people in the Chinese market. So he brings a bunch of weed over and like everyone on the airplane is like NBA people, like LeBron, WWE <laughs> people. And it's like, all these businesses stole my idea. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and he has to like kill Winnie the Pooh in China to like, <laughs> cause, uh, because they compare, they compare the dictator <laughs> to Winnie the Pooh. Got it. Like Mickey Mouse uh, is there. This is gonna get us. This yeah, is gonna get us great. taken off of Chinese YouTube. Yeah. Oh, the uh, Mickey yeah, Mouse stuff. Like episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, Mickey Mouse and South. That Park. stuff is so, that was so, <laughs> so funny. Good. The yeah. one with the, the Jonas Brothers and Mickey Mouse is like from season like twelve or thirteen <laughs> yeah. or whatever. The Ring is incredible. It's so oh, good. I haven't, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, he beats the, the dog foam. shit out of the the Jonas Brothers. It's Mickey really, Mouse does. Really good. Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yeah. does, yeah. Classic. As a guy who loves the Jonas Brothers, really, really good content. <laughs> um, I've been watching uh, a show from my past recently. I don't know if either of you have seen it. You probably have Ferentinos. I don't know about you, Modai. Did you guys ever watch Trigun back in the day? No, Elliot. Not. We've talked about that in a group message or group message, but I haven't seen Trigun. It's uh, it's uh, Johnny Young Bosch's uh, first voice acting role. He was a Power Ranger. He's also the guy who does the voice of Ichigo Kurosaki mm. in Bleach. It was his and, first role in the 90s or early 2000s, maybe. I think he also did a role, someone on Naruto, I'm pretty sure. He he does a lot of stuff voice acting now. I think this was like literally the end of his time. Or he may have actually still been a Power Ranger at the time. I'm not sure. Um, but this was like when he was transitioning from... Uh, J.K. Rowling's going to get more angry about this episode now that I'm talking about transitioning. <laughs> when he was transitioning from live action to voiceover work, this was like apparently he, I guess, read for it so they could have like an idea of uh what kind of character they were going for and they were like why not just do the part like you've got a good voice for it so that's how he ended up becoming a voice actor and it ended up being like a really iconic role bash the stampede uh super super fun show like a kind of firefly-esque where it's like a space western uh which is also you know kind of cowboy bebop itch there was a yeah, lot of cowboy space bebop. westerns during that period <laughs> in media um, but I'm rewatching it because there's a new show that came out that's kind of like a prequel series called uh, Trigun Stampede that I think the first season just finished or maybe it's still ongoing right now as of this week. Uh, but I want to watch that. But I'm rewatching Trigun for the first time in like 10 years. And I'm just like, God damn, I love this show so much. It's, oh, got, love, so, it's yeah. got so much heart. I love watching some anything from like your childhood that's been a while. There's nothing. There's nothing like yeah. it yeah that there's sometimes for me. there's sometimes i watch something and i'm like wow this didn't age well trigun like the animation is a little dicey at certain points like you can tell which episodes they didn't have a great budget for and you can tell that he's like kind of starting off in voice acting but the story and just like the characters like there's just there's so much soul to it and you can tell that it's like a passion project for all these guys and it's it's so good highly recommend it it's on hulu probably also on crunchyroll but i'm not positive um but but a really really good one if you want to go back to some of the uh, glory days of late nineties early two thousands. I mean, tsunami <laughs> and Adult Swim. Anything that I could do to relive those glory days. I mean, I still the enjoyment I get out of the OG Pokemon games, like as oh, a thirty yeah. year old, it's yeah. it's just amazing. 
did we uh did we tell you what we did on one of our beach trips uh, a few years back i don't think so with with the pokemon game so we didn't play it or anything like that but uh, i'm less traditionally interested. when we go on these beach trips we tend to get there thursday night we'd get off work we drive to the beach we'd get there at like 9 or 10 p.m thursday night we're always get like yeah we'll have a beer beers. or two Farentinos, andrew and i got there at like 9 p.m this is probably like three or four years ago we went and we picked up all the beer we were like we're gonna go to bed let's just watch youtube for a little bit before we go to bed we put on a pokemon red speed run and we get fucking invested oh those are so much fun we like and the speed runs are andrew's favorite thing like he loves speed runs so much we get so invested we turn it into a drinking game we probably polish <laughs> off a 30 between the three of us in well, an hour did, and like, a half it's like a two-hour speed cup. run we ended up getting into the second 30 we started playing three-person uh beer pong like it's it's like 4 a.m by the time we go to sleep we have to work at like seven in the morning uh, and we're just house like we're just we're done to the world and it all started with a pokemon red speed run oh i the those are fun and then also the uh can't use the the poke center or like the any heal you can use items but you can't go to like oh, any, uh i Nuzlocke's. forget what it's called yeah is that what it's called a nuzlocke nuzlocke run where where you have to or maybe no nuzlocke is like when if someone run or something like that that's where you have to like if you see a pokemon for the first time you have to catch it yeah and then if and like if someone faints then then like you, you can dead. no longer yeah they're oh. actually dead i've the never done you're talking about what is yours i think it might be I forget called, like, the survival name of it. run or something yeah i think it might be that but i got me and one of like my college roommate i like really invested in someone doing it in like the og red and blue I always tell myself that if I ever get back to streaming on Twitch or on YouTube or anything like that, that I'm going to do a Nuzlocke run. But it's just like people do those all the time. And and what about me? Yeah. And like, like drive people to that. And I'm not I like, I want to do it. Yeah. I'm just like, not, I'm not actually like good at Pokemon. Like, I don't have like the strategies. Like, I'm just like mash attack moves. And like the AI has the intelligence of like a dog, like my dog, a, a, a small child. <laughs> yeah. That has not actually gone to school yet. Yeah. So leveling like, up your starter and that's it is a yeah, great strategy to winning and just yeah, healing every time. Yeah. I can't when I grow do up. Any... I want to be a Pokeball. <laughs> yeah. I can't do any like the actual battle strategies and stuff. I just, I literally just mash whatever the highest attack move I have. And that's how I play the game. That'll get you to the elite form. That'll He's get you really far. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's how I've beaten that. every single Pokemon game without yeah, I strategy. Leveled, I leveled, uh, is, is Voltorb the first one or Electrode? Voltorb. Which one's the higher? Uh, so Electrobe like, is, higher. Electrobe, yeah. Okay, I leveled an Electrode up to level 99 and I used as every stat boost that I got to get its stats up as high as I could. So like everything was as close as possible to 999. And I took that guy through the entire game, <laughs> fighting everything with an electrode. Wow. And I beat the Elite Four and Gary at the end. I, I never mean, even had to switch is, him well, out. Like, Lightning is also super effective against Dragon type. So and, yeah, and in it's the not Gyarados. effective against yeah. like it's not effective against like ghosts and shit. But like I had like one physical move and I just yeah used that yeah you just fuck him up yeah yeah I think I told you guys that I like one of my COVID projects was I caught all one fifty one. I think I yes. told you that. Yeah. It took a, that was a grind. I will, I will push. I feel like that was around the time that we, you told us that I think like right when we started this show, when we, when we started doing this, I think we were talking about that. Yeah. I'm still I was, trying to do my Pokedex for the new one. Oh yeah. I'm I like I kinda, 320, I think. Yeah. I kind of stopped. Once I beat the game, I stopped playing the new one. Um, I tried to do, to get all 251 in crystal, 
And I gave up on the dogs because it was so hard. The three. Oh, they're so they're so much. Yeah, they're so so difficult. I remember I remember getting them when Crystal first came. Was it either silver or I guess it was Crystal. Yeah. Uh, No, Crystal was the was the like the a yellow equivalent. It came out later than right, right, right. So I had silver and I didn't get them all in that. And then I got Crystal, and I didn't get all you know two fifty one or whatever it was, but I got I got real close. And I mean, we were eleven at that point, so like yeah. That was basically like I would sit with my Game Boy so that I didn't have to buy battery packs. I had like the uh, the charger thing or whatever, and I would sit with it plugged into the wall, just plugged into my Game Boy, sit with my head up against the wall, just looking down at my screen, (laughs) playing it for like seven straight hours, doing so much damage to my spine. But like, you're a kid. What else are you doing at two in the morning? Yeah, that's what I did during COVID, except I was on the couch next to my dog. Like my girlfriend was out of town for the first two months of COVID because she was like, I don't want to be in DC. So I was like, my dog gets me up at like seven in the morning. And you were literally a grown man at that and time I'm a, and i was a grown man at that time and there's yeah. literally nothing for me to do aside especially on the weekends because no sports my roommates didn't wake up until like 3 p.m so i was like i got nice. like a literally eight hour day of just playing pokemon before my roommates step out of their bedrooms <laughs> love that for you uh you guys want to talk about basketball this we has just been so much fun but yeah i know it. i love talking about fucking anime and dumb video games they were like did you guys see the the new uh zelda trailer not trailer oh the, the gameplay, the gameplay uh, demonstration I didn't. No, I. I still have I... to beat Breath of the Wild, so I don't want to tell oh, myself. So good. The There's no the spoilers. Game. There's no spoilers in the in the gameplay. But, I don't care yeah. about spoilers, but just like gameplay, even to sure. like get me excited to buy it because that'll probably happen if I see it. Um, yeah. One of my things is like if I know I'm going to watch a movie or play a game, I try to avoid as much content as I can to make it as like sure. completely new as possible. So sure, I get that. I fully get that. Um, it's the worst thing like you see. It in looks movie. like it's going to be really good. It looks like it's going to be just more. Yeah. Breath of the Wild, more options, more creativity. I'm super fucking jazzed for it. Zelda is Doesn't probably miss. my second favorite video game series ever. So I, I can't wait. Yeah, Zelda doesn't miss. I mean, every Zelda game, doesn't miss. Every, I, like, I've been playing since fucking... Ocarina of Time. Is that the first Ocarina one? Ocarina of Time is actually the not the first one I played. It was on N64. One, yeah, yeah the Mass. first one I played was on... Uh, Majora's Mask, my favorite, favorite Zelda. What was the Super Nintendo one? um it was uh link to the past a link to the past yeah yeah so there was That's also a, a game one. boy version of a link to the past um oh when and... it came out on gba yeah that was amazing. yeah yeah i had i had one of those too <laughs> and i think that might have been the first one that i actually owned but mm. i would go across the street to play my buddy's n64 <laughs> uh Ferencinos knows which buddy i'm talking about uh my buddy kevin o'brien who <laughs> i used for his video games growing up Great yeah, everybody, like, everybody has that friend growing he up. He must be like 50 now. Yeah, he's uh what am I? I'm about to be 31. He'll he just turned 36. So yeah, Modai, my friend that I used for video games was five years older than me. He glue creepy, but that's okay. Yeah, we became friends when I was six because I needed somebody that had video games because I wasn't allowed to own them. Uh, uh I just Jack just sent me a video and it was uh thir- turning 31 feels weird because when you go to a party you walk in and there's two types of parties. There's either a bunch of babies or cocaine and you don't know which one it is. <laughs> it'd, it'd be, I think it'd probably be good to know ahead of time which one it is. So you don't bring I a baby to the You could be the guy party. to bring the baby to the cocaine party. I wish I knew the comedian. Or the cocaine to the to baby find... party. <laughs> I have to find the comedian because it was from a comedian. So to give proper credentials, but it was hilarious. It. Was it Dan Soder? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I've heard a variation of this bit. 
or or Shane Gillis. I feel like I've heard either Shane Gillis. Or it Davis wasn't Shane Gillis. I know him, but I love Shane hilarious. Gillis. I think Shane Gillis is so fucking funny. Like I think yeah. so many of the guys in the Rogan sphere of comedians suck and are not good, <laughs> and like they just tell stories and they're not even that funny of stories. And then I see Shane Gillis do stuff, and I'm like, you're the funniest man on earth. Yeah, he's hilarious. But just being 31, thought thought to bring that up. You are 31, oh. Moda. You're not 31 yet, right? No, I think we're both May, right? I'm May. We're 25th. both May, right? Yeah, I'm you're 25th. so you're the youngest of us. I'm May 8th. Yeah, I'm a big baby. No big deal. Yeah, that that <laughs> that two and a half week difference, man. Huge difference. <laughs> Huge difference. Uh, all right, all right. Let's, let's, let's talk, talk basketball. about basketball. Yeah, let's do it. What do you guys want um, to talk about this week? We're almost well, at the end of the season. We've got like just, seven games to go. Yeah, I just want to laugh at the Mavericks. I know we've talked about this so think, last week, but the fact that they're the 11th seed, <laughs> it is more advantageous for them to tank at this point than to get into the play-in. Well, is it? Do they have their pick? They, uh, I don't, I, Zach Lowe talked about it. I don't know exactly what it is, but there is a way they could get their pick, basically. Sure. If it doesn't convey this year, maybe it conveys next year or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, 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 like, it's like a swap this year and they give it up. I forget like the, exactly the, uh, like the way that Porzingis thing works worked but um yeah i think they do have games to the hornets is brutal that's so so bad incredibly bad (laughs) although the hornets are hot the horn like (laughs) because they're they're basically fixed in what sort of like position they're in in terms of draft picks like no one's going to jump over them but they're not going to jump over anybody else so at this point like you got young guys you might as well win games with them right yeah like they're they're trying to win uh, actually, of, no, it looks like I guess they have draft picks for a couple of years. They own theirs in 2024 and 25. This can't be right. Honestly, the draft pick trading in the NBA makes my head hurt. So, like, I don't even bother trying to figure it out. So, this coming year, the Knicks have their number, have their round one pick, and their round two pick it, goes to one of OKC, Boston, or Indiana. <laughs> In 2024, they've got their pick. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be protected. I don't um, know. Maybe this I saw something on, might just not be showing it. I saw something on Twitter about like it being more advantageous for them to tank. But I mean, t- Twitter's never been incorrect in terms of their facts. So I just took it as gospel. <laughs> oh, actually, it looks like the 2023 pick to the Knicks this year is top 10 protected. So they're, yeah, I mean, I guess if they fall in the top 10, they might as well. This is gonna, probably um, going to be, like, during the Luka era, this might be their last chance to get a good pick. But knowing the Mavericks, they're probably going to trade it for some over-the-hill role player to pair with Luka. That's just not going to work out because they're going to have mean, no, like, cohesiveness. LeBron James and Draymond a- Green. <laughs> do you th- do you, so, so you did send that one to us in, in the group chat before we got going. And I said, I think that there must be, like, there must be some smoke there because Bill Simmons doesn't say highly specific shit like that if he doesn't have some sort of rumor circulating in some front office. Do you think that there is a chance of that happening? No, I think that, I mean, I guess a chance, like there's a chance, like if you would ask me, well, there's a, a chance legitimate can... chance. Like, do you think this is something that Draymond Green and LeBron <laughs> James and their agents are talking about? I don't think so. I mean, someone, someone like posted a clip about like, this was, like in 20, I think this summer, this past summer of Draymond, his like someone asked him on his podcast, his favorite player to watch. And he said, uh, Luca, I don't know if you guys saw this clip, it like circulated today because of the mm-hmm. news. Um, but someone was just like using that as like, Oh, see, like he's always been, he's been trying to go to Dallas. I mean, I think if there's an owner that wants nothing more than to pull it off, it's probably Mark Cuban. <laughs> so I guess like 
Sure. Yeah. I mean, and I guess, I mean, to be honest, like you, you, you should learn at this time or with the NBA that there's like nothing is crazy. Like right. everything's possible, I guess. So not everything. Yeah, the LeBron James is not going to the jazz. I'm going to, I'm going to nick, nip that in the bud right now. That's Wayne Wade, <laughs> Wayne Wade partial ownership. I'm just saying. Wayne Wade hey. partial ownership. That is true. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I'm just saying. What a plot twist that would Immediate be. counter point. That was, yeah, you win the debate here. Wow. I forgot. I actually <laughs> honestly forgot about that. I forgot because like he wasn't able to buy into the heat or something like that. It's the most random thing in the world. Like the why the Utah Jazz of all teams. Probably wow. something to do with their valuation, or maybe he has other like business interests in Salt Lake. I would guess. I mean, a lot of people do. So I think I think D Wade is another one of those dudes who's trying to be a billionaire like as young as possible, and and Salt Lake's got a really big tech scene right now. So I wouldn't be surprised really? if he's like heavily invested in the area. Yeah, because it's like low oh, cost. I didn't know thing. that. Um, a lot of companies moved there in the past five years. They're building a lot of like server space out there to try and incentivize people to move there. I would not move there. Like, I don't want to live in Salt Lake. And from what I understand about the actual literal Salt Lake, there's a very high possibility that that area could be like literally toxic in the next 10 years. Okay. Uh, mm. But but there's a lot of companies. It's kind of like um, Boise, Idaho, out of nowhere has become like the third biggest tech center in the United States behind San Francisco and... Austin? It might be Austin. I know Austin it's pretty big but yeah like boise's boise's cost of living has like tripled in five years because of all the different tech firms moving there just wild neither here nor there i don't think lebron james is going to move to boise (laughs) (laughs) um yeah anyways i just wanted to laugh at the mavericks i think it's hilarious that they are the 11 seed now after trading for Kyrie. so i think we talked i know we i know we talked about it in a previous episode but the fact that they're the 11 seed is just we can we can Just talk bad. about the the Mavericks and Kyrie going down with each other every week if you guys want to. Not going down on each other, to be clear. Going, <laughs> down, going down with each other. Okay. What game uh, do you think gets better ratings? Lakers versus Mavs play-in game as the 9-10 or game seven of the NBA finals? <laughs> Lakers, Mavs. Are the Lakers <laughs> in game seven of the NBA finals? <laughs> no. <laughs> then Lakers, Mavs. <laughs> It's uh, you guys, crazy you've to seen, think you've seen the list of like the top 10 rated games from the past like year or whatever, right? It's like a lot of mostly Lakers games. Like... It's like four Lakers, four Warriors, I think maybe a Celtics Cavs. Sixers. I don't think Cavs are on the list. That's um, surprising. I didn't see this list though, so no. And possibly the Nets when Katie and Kyrie. I think were there. I think maybe Nets, Knicks, or something like that. Yeah. Like it's it's basically like markets, California. Boston, New York, like that's it. Those are the only teams on the list, and it's who's playing those four teams. So people will be like, "Oh, the Pacers." It's like it's Pacers, Warriors. <laughs> no one cares yeah. about the Pacers side of this. And this was what, like post LeBron Heat era? Oh, I'm, I'm just, this is just the past year. This is oh, like literally I, sorry. The, the, I, I thought you said ten years. No, no, I'm sure it's it's probably still the past ten years. Although, yeah, like that's why you mentioned the Cavs. That makes sense. Um, I think the Cavs uh, Boston series are up there as are the Cavs Warriors series for the past 10 years, but I don't know the actual breakdown of like the 10 biggest games. It's probably pretty much Christmas and finals. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Sorry. I thought you said, I thought you said 10 years. That's what I was. No, it's my fault. Warriors have been playing good. They have. They're a few games over 500 now. I think. Yeah. I still don't believe in them. Although that loss against the Timberwolves was terrible. (laughs) 
like when they turn it over playing good too though timberwolves are hot four straight and they've done each one of those wins i was looking looking through them and i watched a couple of those wins they're doing them different ways they had a fucking gritty defensive battle they had a come from behind like cat taking over at the end they had warriors win they beat the kings in sacramento Light the beam. Look, I'm I'm just saying the Timberwolves are not to be ruled out just yet. Well, ruled out of what exactly? Of a second round exit. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, like, there I was any- there was a point where people were like, "This team is is cooked for the year." They were like four games below 500. No one thought they were going to get back over. Carl Anthony Towns comes back. I don't like Carl Anthony Towns. I don't think he is like a player for this team. They've won four straight. I mean, this is the time to get hot. I guess they could beat the like if it's seven two them against the Grizzlies. First of all, that series would be no, super. We fun. don't want that series. We're just gonna we say like that series. Do you think that a play-in team in the West can win a playoff series against the Nuggets or Grizzlies? Like just yes, given those for sure. We we talked about this a lot last week actually, Ferentinos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Moda and I both said that we think the Lakers would beat the Nuggets. Yeah, yeah, gotta Which see how is, LeBron comes back. Because yeah. if LeBron comes back healthy, that team already put together with AD. Like they won his, him. they won his minutes on the court the other night. I'm not saying mm. that that means anything here or there, but like outside of the fact that it just kind of fucked up their rotations a bit to have him come off the bench, they looked good when he was on the court the other night. Yeah, you just you just got to beat the Bulls. Well, I mean, yeah. that's Patrick, also Patrick just, Beverly for yeah. What, yeah next I, five years are his <laughs> to ruin the the lakers playoff chances but yeah. no i mean it just shows that they have constructed this team well because there are so many different moving parts and to see them playing so much better post all-star break compared to like the mavericks or other teams that kind of sacrifice depth for all-stars it's kind of good good victory for the lakers team finally yeah, and sense. i mean they were yeah. they've been they missed d'angelo russell for like 10 of the 15 games they missed Mo Bamba. Not that he's like a difference maker, but he is another big man to take pressure off of AD for a portion of the game. They've missed him almost Austin the entire time. Uh, yeah, dude, Austin Reeves season. <laughs> Baller. We, we talked about this one on the pod last week as well. It's an hour and a half highlight reel on the NBA YouTube channel of Austin Reeves that they posted a week or two ago. <laughs> Poor intern that clipped that. Fucking absurd. <laughs> like he's I'll say he's really fun to watch. Like if you're gonna yeah. watch a highlight reel of a random white role player, like there's probably worse options. Yeah. But at the same yeah. time, it's like an hour and a half of Austin Reeves highlights are literally all of the Austin Reeves highlights. I'll stick to Jason Williams if I had to pick. Mm, love an elbow pass. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Got a little white J-Lo. chocolate. Love yeah, he, he crossed up Gary Payton in a playoff game. <laughs> was, was he was he your hero growing up, Ferentinos? One of them, Steve Nash, yeah. I'd say. Steve Nash, I mean, yeah, knew, Steve Nash. You know, every you knew long-haired Ferentinos who used the ball, you know. Definitely thought he was a uh, American Steve <laughs> Nash. I believe that. <laughs> um, yeah, God, what do you guys want to talk about? It's we're it's, we're at this weird spot, and we were texting about this the other day about like this last two weeks of the season. And we talked a little bit about like how long the season is. Nobody plays because everyone's either shut down for the year. Like you're seeing with like a Damian Lillard or a Bradley Beal or a Kyle Kuzma, or you are preparing for the playoffs. And so they're going to rest you either the rest of the season or every other game, or you're only going to play one out of every three, because unless you're in contention for like defensive player of the year or MVP or something like that, assuming you're healthy, 
Like they just want you to be ready for the playoffs. So we're at this weird spot where it's like bench squads taking each other on. It's kind of funny where it's like the most impactful time of the year for like these teams. And then also nobody is trying. It's like, it's yeah. like a very weird <laughs> like combination there. Um, like, yeah, like the, the, the bucks are playing this Pistons or, or it's the Pistons or Pacers playing someone bad tonight. I think the Pacers. They're playing the Pistons are taking on the Thunder, I think. Yeah. Okay. So it's Bucks, Pistons. And then they're like sitting, or they're like a lot of players were questionable because then they play the Celtics tomorrow. So it's yeah. like they'd rather obviously rest them for the, uh, like if they're going to rest them for the back to back, then they'll have them play against the Celtics. Like Chris Middleton's out tonight. Um, I think Giannis is in. I think Drew's in. But, um, and then there's like other teams like the Celtics are just like going through the motions. You can definitely tell they're just ready for the playoffs to start. I feel like the Sixers yeah. are too. Yeah, well, the Sixers had one going through the motions. They'd won like six straight, and then they've lost three straight. Mm-hmm. Um, because they almost took like, over the Celtics like pretty yeah. handily for the second yeah. seed. Now, it and looks they, like, if they're going to, what we were saying, the Wizards, you got to give them credit. They blew the doors smoked off the Celtics. Hey, last and speaking night. of guys playing and not playing, Kristaps Porzingis is playing for a contract. I heard the Chris Wizards are going to sign um, long term. You got to lock up the 11 seed of the east you gotta love Look, man, when you have a chance when you have a chance at a play-in game you gotta take it you gotta go all in on that for that play you don't even want to be a play-in champ you just want to participate but the wizards are not here to take over they're here to take part we're here to play in <laughs> yes oh, God, my life sucks <laughs> uh, my friend every my friend commented because like the like the i roasted the commanders for not being in on lamar jackson my friend commented, is like, you got to stop roasting Washington sports, man. Like, it's too depressing. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's like, it's, like, it's like beating up a kid who's got, like, nothing going their way. <laughs> I was going to say something else, but I realized that that's not very PC. <laughs> um, so just, like, stop stop beating up the kid who's, like, poor and is an orphan and, you know, maybe doesn't have working legs. Like, that's, that's <laughs> PC sports. No. My pinned tweet for, like, six years on Twitter, when they introduced pinned tweets was dc sports the only thing more disappointing than sleeping with me and until the caps <laughs> won that title that was like i would retweet yeah. it every like six months because they would just keep losing in big opportune moments yeah, yeah once you get a championship like you can't you can't claim that anymore sure you, you yeah get, you I get mean, like a buffer was, of like a 10-year span we we were the longest drought i think in major cities and now it's minneapolis that now has the longest drought in North American. Yeah, Vikings, Twins. I can see that. Wolves. It's like anybody that has at least two teams in their city, I think is what they count it as. And Minneapolis is now on like a 28-year run or something like that of not winning. I'm honestly surprised that they won something 28 years ago. Like Minneapolis is up there with D.C. as the saddest sports city. Twins won in the late 90s? Did they? I I didn't know. I didn't didn't know that. Maybe the late 80s? The Twins won at some point. I think, I it, was think it was the late 80s. 80s. I think it was right before we were born. So yeah, I feel like the Braves won in the late 90s. And and at least Atlanta has thing. gotten teams to Atlanta, like, yeah. They I mean they just won. They they get there at least. That's that's almost worse. I I don't <laughs> know. I always used to say like I'd rather I'd rather make it all the way and lose because like obviously this is coming from a perennial loser. Which is how did, it, how did the like last two uh, major shows? sports seasons feel, Modi? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like you got to see your team in the biggest game of the year. Like the the Phillies run, I will cherish forever. Like that, they it sucked that they lost, but that came out of yeah. nowhere, and that was so much fun. The Eagles, yeah. I will wake up in a cold sweat for years about them <laughs> sure. losing, losing that Super Bowl. So we talked about this. I mean, like, yes, I get it, but like, 
I wish I wish we lived in a world with no injuries and you could do like Madden style, like hundred percent stamina. Play the best where you team, could do yeah. you not even just play the best, but like you do Phillies Chiefs seven game series. Yeah, you do it over the course of a month on a normal field. Yeah, you you and you like you, figure, you take out all the different like neutral stuff and obviously like all that stuff is part of the game and it influences the game and that's fine. But I'm just so curious to see how those teams actually do against each other repeated yeah. big game moments because I feel like it'd be like final cumulative score between the two of them like 420 to 418 or something like that. Yeah. But I th- I think part of the fun that makes like a series is like the game to game adjustment. Sure. So, so you know what I mean? Like you never know like what game one would look like compared to game four. Cause that's always like, I, what I find so fascinating is like, okay, like, like who throws the first punch and counter punch. And then it's like back and forth. Whereas in football, it's like you have one game to, to figure it out. Well, that's yeah. why halftime I mean, adjustments are always such a big thing in football. Yeah. Everyone's like, Oh, halftime adjustments, halftime adjustments. And literally there are players that are just like, there's no halftime adjustments. We were just getting our ass kicked. We just need to execute. Better. We just were better. Yeah. Tristan Thompson said the other day that when they were after they, I think before they played game five against the Warriors in 2016, they or somebody on their team saw like one of the uh, boards in like the Warriors locker room, or they saw a sheet or something listed out on all the different like painkillers and shit and different uh, like uh, workout regimens and health regimens that various members of the Warriors were on. And Tristan Thompson and the rest of the guys were like, look, if we can get game five, this team is so beat up that we can push this to seven. All we have to do is win game five. And there's the thing LeBron said before they got on the flight for, uh, I think after game four, when they went down three, one, he was like, if y'all don't think we can win this series, don't get on the plane. Like there absolutely is this like late adjustment that these teams do. Even if you go down super hard because one team tends to be more burnt out than the other. And particularly in a seven game series, like guys are dropping like flies by the time you get to the finals. Everyone talking, is fucked up. <laughs> talking like strategic advantage though. Like I think like, I think like goes, oh, both, like you're seeing one, get one, like sure. They run yeah, a I mean, you, you know how to take somebody out of the game. Look at how they played Curry in game six and seven yeah. versus how they played him in the first three or four games. They were throwing bodies at him. And the, I mean, they let Draymond have 40 points mm-hmm. to get, take well, yeah. everything they could from Curry. They uh, yeah, they, he's like seven like, for eight from three or some shit like that. It was Draymond, actually, no, yeah. yeah, Draymond, was Draymond had the greatest <laughs> game of his life, game seven in the finals, in the and <laughs> people forget about it because he took on one of the greatest games ever from uh, the opposing team. But that was like Draymond's MVP moment. Well, like and I, I no remember one of the gives a shit. one of the biggest adjustments the Cavs made was they took LeBron off of Anthony or uh, Harrison Barnes because Harrison Barnes was terrible. And they put him yeah. on Draymond basically to like be like a free safety, kind of like what the Bucks do with Giannis. Yeah. Like they they'll put him on someone that might not be a threat, so then he can like really what his best what he's best at on Just defense, like double like, and disrupt. And that's what yeah. that's what he had done when he was on the Heat as well. He played free safety, and he was just him and D Wade. Well, LeBron on the Heat free safety is a different different piece. Sure, sure. like doing it doing it for <laughs> one like he couldn't do it for an entire season like he did on the Heat. Doing it on the Cavs, you only had that for, you know, one or two series because he was doing so much offensively. But, like, like, even having a guy who can do that is – That was also, like, after a couple games into the series. Like, he started on Harrison Barnes, and then Harrison Barnes was terrible, and they – yeah, they switched him. Yeah. Yeah, going – just watching, like, LeBron and D-Wade, you couldn't 
take a pass you and couldn't like, do make shit. it lazy. Like they were just it's on crazy it. like, oh, to me God. that that team lost two two finals. <laughs> Well, well, the, the Spurs are that great. Tim Duncan. Yeah, that first year there were issues, and LeBron, LeBron didn't really stake his claim as the best, and he didn't have the post game yet that he needed, and he he crumbled. Like that's the biggest mark on his career is that Dallas series, and yeah. then in 2014, I mean, everyone except LeBron was running on fumes, and that Spurs team was fucking nasty. D Wade was cooked, and that's he oh, was done. Off. Done. I think D Wade was honestly. Well, wasn't that the the Kawhi? That was Kawhi's championship with the Spurs, right? That was like his first kind of season. Like I think he, he. I don't even know if his playoff averages were that great, just because the Spurs are so balanced. But I I think he averaged like like twelve points a game, but he was an impact player. Yeah. Yeah. He won MVP, right? Did he win Finals MVP? He won Finals MVP. Although I think that's one of the ones where people were like, that probably should have been like. Tim Duncan. Duncan, like the Iguodala yeah. Finals MVP, that like really yeah. shouldn't have happened. <laughs> but it's like it's like, did you give it to the best player, or did you give it to the guy who probably surprisingly impacted the win the most? Kawhi surprisingly impacted the win the most. Yeah, Dude, Tim Duncan might be the like silent. Be the like, his resume is insane, and all he did was the same three moves, and it's pretty Tim, hilarious. Tim Duncan could be the best player of all time. <laughs> yeah, but because he doesn't beat his chest about it, he's never going to be considered the best player of all time. I forgot what like rabbit hole I went down but someone's like he would not only was like because he was a winner like he integrated everyone into the team and did like whatever he needed to to win and like whatever like combination of guys they had same with Popovich like they would make it work to win and yeah yeah, anyway he's not like his game wasn't flashy like he wasn't like high-flying dunks or like bombing three so it's just like i'm gonna i'm gonna fundamental hook shot yeah turn around jump shot off the backboard yeah (laughs) exactly like the most visually unappealing way of playing basketball like old white man game tim duncan is also arguably the greatest power forward of all time and he spent half his career at center yeah Yeah. he's also to to be that good and then be like you know what i'm gonna play the harder position half the time because i'm still better than everyone at this is is incredible and in an era with like kevin garnett just like dudes that were so good at their position dirk nowitzki like dunk is so consistently there every year yeah, yeah. dude i mean the nets could never... use a tim duncan <laughs> every, <laughs> just the, nets. the fucking wizards could use a tim duncan <laughs> to, a, a player who completely changes the culture of the organization but like they're never going to have because you need a t- tim duncan and you need a pop and you're ne- the Wizards aren't going to get one, much less both. <laughs> he probably like, it's just it's overall, never going to happen. You need the first overall pick, probably. Well, they they could get that, but not. I mean, this current team is like built to be. <laughs> yeah, we had we had we had John Wall. That was our John first Wall's, overall pick. John Wall's great. Wall NBA baby. <laughs> yeah, the the Two John time, Wall. three time. I don't remember. I think he was three time All NBA. First team or he was a beast. No, he never made first team. He never made he, first team. I don't even know if he made second team. He might have been third team three times. The he guard, made he made all defense a couple times as well. Guards um, were always insane. The guard play is just insane in the NBA. Like it's always a yeah. gauntlet. Yeah, there was there was that period where it was like our John Wall and Bradley Beal the second best backcourt in the NBA behind uh Curry and Curry and Clay. Yeah. Uh because LeBron, you know, yes, he is in the backcourt, but like but not but also, also not really. Not. Yeah, because yeah. they would always put him down as a forward. Uh, guards... if, if the question is, if you consider him a point guard, then yeah, it's him and Kyrie, obviously. But the NBA is so interesting. It's like with Curry, like you think like <laughs> guards wouldn't be the centerpiece of a team, like just 
focusing even on the Kyrie to the Mavs deal, like uh, Zach Lowe brought up that all of the teams that Kyrie's been on in his past four years or whatever are like the same record with him on and off the court. Mm-hmm. It's like, how much does he actually impact win share? And it's like NFL teams that pay running backs, like running back. If you have a great running back and there are so many good running backs, they can help your team, but no Super Bowl winning team ever has the best running back. It's always the team that has like the best power forward, the best. And it's always like a small forward, power forward, like team that has like lengthy role players with the exception being like Steph Curry leading the Warriors. But yeah, I just wonder like, cause look at thinking, and I'm thinking of like Dane Willard too, for the Blazers. Like he's so good and can easily take over games, put up 60, win you the game. But how far is that going to take you in the playoffs? Yeah, unless yeah. you have the best shooting backcourt of all time, you need you need to have high level wing play to make yeah. to to make it far. And even the word like yeah, I mean the word like, like you you need a guy even if it's undersized center like Draymond, you need a center who is able to defend probably at least three positions. You yeah. need a guy who can go three through five. They have yeah. to be able to switch. They can't be yeah. Like I mean that's that's the league now. If you can't switch, you're done. I don't care. I mean if you're you can be Rudy Gobert and you can be the best defensive interior protector ever but if you cannot switch efficiently and if your teammates cannot switch efficiently you're barbecue chicken yeah like and and i mean if rudy gobert played in 2004 he'd be the best player ever he, he would <laughs> probably be in hall of fame consideration he'd be like, he'd probably, yeah. i guess he probably will be in hall of fame consideration anyways because he has like three or four defensive player of the years yeah but like he he yeah he would be probably one of the most dominant offensive forces and he would be inarguably the most dominant defensive force in the game you want to talk about ben wallace no fucking rudy uh, gobert would be smashing people prime D- dwight howard also played like a little bit later i mean yeah I but think- dwight howard was oh, like his prime was like oh seven to right? eleven yeah. probably yeah that's when he was winning his he was a little bit because he's a little bit younger than these guys mm-hmm. than, and i also than, like, think ben wallace's yeah, and I also think Dwight Howard, like Dwight Howard will be like he had his flowers. Like people hated his personality, but as a player, like he got all his flowers. But really, except top, for being, uh, 75 top 75 player. Yeah, yeah, which is a, which is a joke. Well, that was ridiculous. That was dumb. Yeah, that was stupid. It's disgusting that he's not on. That Anthony Davis is on that list, but Dwight Howard is not. Yeah, yeah, there was. Yeah, it was too. Uh, and and Damian Lillard is on that list. There's who else? There's someone that was a snub, like Tracy McGrady or someone. Like, was it T Mac? There was some legend. That was a snub that I remember, like asking well, he, about. They're there. Well, I remember Clay them Thompson. About. Clay Thompson thinks he was a snub. <laughs> Clay he, Thompson continues to act like he was a snub. <laughs> when when it's like, dude, if you were not on the same team as Steph Curry, you would be still one of the best shooters ever, but you would probably not have a single title to your name. And be slightly better, Joe Harris. <laughs> <laughs> the slightly is doing a lot of work in this. Uh, uh, I don't know about that one. Hey, you put Steph Curry next to Joe Harris. Joe Harris would be cooking. I think I think Clay Thompson probably a little bit closer to like Reggie Miller than he is to to, to <laughs> Joe Harris. You brought like so that's, you, you honestly that's disrespectful to like Joe Harris too in, in a weird way. You you funny you brought up both Ben Wallace and uh, Reggie Miller because I recently watched the Pacers Pistons Malice at the Palace documentary oh, they did on so Netflix. Good. Have, you, have you guys that watched? It's so pretty, good. It was I've good. Seen yeah. That came out a few years ago, right? Twenty twenty one. Yeah. I was gonna say, I thought it was like around COVID or that era, just because sports documentaries I was watching so many. Of them. Yeah, well, they also had a thirty for thirty, right? Like years ago. 
No, I'm, I remember. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they just had like a random, like boring ass, like ESPN doc or something like the that. The Ringer did like a 20 year, because uh, it was, or 10 year. It was what? Oh, 10 year. Oh, four, oh, five or whatever yeah. it was. Because it was, it was Reggie's last shot at a ring. Yeah. Um, no, they, they were did. good. They were, a they good were really team. good. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, uh, the ringer did like a 10 year oral history and basically like, like, uh, David Stern, like wouldn't give away the footage, like wouldn't let them do any type of documentary about it. Cause it was like such a stain on the league. So, um, I know that for the longest time, like so many filmmakers were like, can we like, this has been insane. Like we have to do something on this and he wouldn't let them. That's what the, the ringer are, or maybe it wasn't the ringer Grantland, whatever it was, but there's an article about yeah. it. Yeah. Have you read the, uh, I think, I don't know if it's, I think it was The Ringer. I think I'm almost positive The Ringer. I'm Googling it right now. Uh, yes, it is. It's called I Believe I Can Fly, The Oral History of Space Jam. Have you guys read that one? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. I I'll, I'll send it to you. Um, <laughs> it's incredible. It's basically like, it's a it's a satire on like their own. Oh, of, is like, it the commentary history? of it? Like the breakdown of the game? Like the entire game against the Monstars? And the... No, I think that's on YouTube. This okay. one is like, this one is like how it came to be and how uh, they like hired Bugs Bunny to be in it and shit like that. And it's basically <laughs> treating all these people as if they're like actual actors in Hollywood. And not, yeah. It's so good. Oh, I did, so I did read this. It's classic Shea Serrano. Yeah, <laughs> classic. This was, this was like peak Shea when, yeah. before he started doing like books and all that. Like this was probably right when he started doing books and he what still cared Shea about doing him? articles. He's He's got a TV show coming out. Oh, good for him. With, a, uh, uh, with uh, Mike Schur and... Um, the guy who did Scrubs and and Ted Lasso and Bill, all Bill Lawrence. Lawrence. Sorry, not Bill Lawrence. Um, yeah, Bill Bill Lawrence. Yes, it is Bill Lawrence. I think he was um, on their the Scrubs podcast a bunch of times. And who's the who's the other guy from The Ringer? Oh, Jason uh, Conception. Conception. He's, Conception. Yeah, he's he's, he's no uh, longer with The Ringer. He's at Cookie Media or something. He Cookie hasn't Media. been with The Ringer for a while, but he's yeah. also working on this show with Shay. I think like an actual TV show. Yeah, an actual TV show. Oh, good for him. I always like Shay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I got tired of his shtick after a while. I say that I have three of his books, um, so I still <laughs> like his writing. But like his listening to Shay on podcasts is a lot less enjoyable than reading Shay for whatever reason. He just doesn't translate to podcasts very well. And like there was a period where I thought everything that he was doing, where he was like, you know, Predator is the greatest movie of all time, <laughs> shit like that. I was like, oh, this is like satire. Like he's making fun of this thing. No, like he genuinely believes, he believes that, like, Predator and like the first Fast and Furious are Citizen Kane of like cinema. First Fast and, and Furious, so good. It's fine. Like it's uh, fine. I love the first two. I loved Too Fast, Too Furious. And then they I've got only two. seen I've only seen the first three. I haven't seen Past Tokyo Drift. I think I've seen one Past Tokyo Drift, and then it was too I've hard. I've I saw we've, seven com we've theaters, completely missed the Zeitgeist on, on Fast and Furious. Yeah. I haven't seen any of them with The Rock. I don't think, which that's like the last three, right? I've last seen like one scene from one with the rock where he makes fun of Tyrese's head for being big. And that's <laughs> fucking it because it's <laughs> cool. on YouTube and it popped up and I was like, oh, I'll watch this. And he makes fun of him for having a big head. That's all I've seen. I like the rock, but like I just the fast. He's got a God complex, though. He like doesn't. Do. Uh, he has too much control of his character. He never wants to lose a fight. So does I, Vin I was reading about how he messed up the whole DC series. He's like, I want to fight Superman and Henry Cable. Yeah. And yeah. Don't yeah. him and Jason Statham like hate each other? Him and Vin Diesel hilarious. hate each other. 
Oh, maybe that's who I'm thinking of. I think him and Jason Statham are friends, but him and Vin Diesel. Maybe I'm thinking of Vin like Diesel. I knew there's someone yeah. in the fast. Yeah. The, the fast yeah, which movie. is why he's not in the movies anymore because Statham was or, like or The Rock. Which one got cut? The Rock. Oh, okay. Statham, so, I think, I guess could come back if he wanted to, but they they did like the Hobbs and Shaw thing and. I don't know. I just I don't I don't have together. the energy to follow a cinematic universe built around cars. cars? Yeah, it's yeah. The hey, first two I can, also, I can barely follow the Marvel universe anymore. It's built around I, like, family. Grew up reading <laughs> it's not. It's built around Corona. It's not built around family. And we've had enough Corona for a lifetime over the past few years. Corona, God like, damn. It's built around coronavirus. Or no, like no. Beer? They drink. They drink. They drink Corona in every movie. <laughs> oh, okay. I was, I was that, trying to that, that was the play that I was going for. Thank okay. you so much for making me explain the joke. <laughs> I didn't know that I, I drank Corona. That. Yeah. We have talked about basketball so little, and we're like three minutes from having to jump off this. Title this podcast Basketball and Other Things. <laughs> Shout out Cesar Shazer on exactly. I got that book downstairs. Yeah. I haven't yeah. read it. I haven't read anything he did. Like I I wanted to read it like the like the essays he did on like Scrubs in the Office. So I was like, this is actually going like way too into like the character depth and stuff. It's like, yeah. at the end of the day, somebody fucking wrote this. Like, yeah. the, uh, Scrubs was one of my first COVID rewatches. We didn't make it all the way through. We made it to like season six or seven. But yeah, but part Shut of up. part of it is because if you watch it on streaming, the music they change. Different. They change the music. Yeah, I can't watch it. I have, I, I have, I, like, I'm like, I know this is the wrong song. Like, I remember what song played here, and this is not it. Yeah, I can't, I can't watch that's on annoying. streaming services because the music. Yeah, the music, the music's so integral to the show. It'd be like watching, I don't know if you guys ever watched Garden State, another Zach Braff project. Oh, so good. And if you were to change the music in Garden State, like, if you were to take like Death Cab for Cutie out of that movie, like, what, what movie is it anymore? Like, the music yeah. makes the movie. And the scrub, yeah, the, the scrub soundtrack is such a huge part of the show. Yeah, the Scrubs, OC. There was a lot of shows in the early two thousands that launched so many like alternative bands. Chuck, you guys ever watched Chuck? Chuck, Chuck was a Love, really good one for that oh, too. So good. Yeah, Chuck also really good for getting people to eat Subway. Yeah, got to eat fresh and and cheese puffs mm. and cheese puffs <laughs> and mean, also you... some car brand Kia's maybe I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, that I don't remember. They advertised some car brand and and Mister awesome or whatever his name was captain awesome captain awesome would always be like oh there's a lot of spacious room in my kia whatever and it's safe for the kids and he would like look at the camera i should do a uh, i should do a scrubs rewatch or a uh, truck i mean both i'll do uh, both do both do both yeah take a break from anime for a little bit make sure you watch trigon and then do a scrubs and and chuck anything that starts with just one word you can do a all right yeah that's that's fair yeah all right cheers too also, cheers. Cheers Ted is incredible. Danson. Highly recommend it. Uh, Ted Danson is the man. Uh, Rest and, in peace, you know, coach. Woody Harrell or uh, Woody Harrelson? Uh, is he in Cheers? The OG he, coach. Or Woody Harrelson was the new coach, basically. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He came. He did not. He was not there in the beginning of the show. Oh, okay. I didn't they, had him, they had him come on later. Yeah. But yeah. he was on for like most of it, I'm pretty sure. Woody Harrelson in White Men Can't Jump, a movie yeah. about basketball. With Wesley Snipes. And that's full circle. <laughs> it all comes back full circle. We come back around to basketball. That's going to be it for this episode because we are out of time. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube and this is how you decided to spend your time, first off, <laughs> we appreciate you because this episode was chaotic and off the rails, but I had a good time. Uh, make sure you click that like button. Make sure you comment below what you want us to talk about in a future episode. 
we are almost at the playoffs. And then after the playoffs, obviously we are going to be at the off season. So we're always looking for things to talk about during the playoffs and the off season. I'm sure we're going to fill it with a lot of anime talk uh, and video game talk and other shit that you may or may not care about. Make sure you click the subscribe button if you have not done so already. And if you're watching or listening to us on Spotify or Apple podcasts or anything else like that, make sure you click that follow button. Make sure you rate and review five stars or I don't want you to rate and review (laughs) and we will see you next time. Thanks again for tuning in. Please make sure to rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends and have a good one.